did you uh, get a chance to watch the end of that Clippers Mavs game yesterday? I absolutely did. Yeah, <laughs> it was um, fucking bananas. It was unbelievable. It was that was phenomenal. Yeah. It was just, just such a just a fantastic game and just uh good players and Paul George were like going back and forth. Um <laughs> uh, uh, No, it was it was it was impressive and then just like that the game winner was was Mwah! Yep. But uh Yeah, I feel like this I think this uh, a lot of the series are there's a lot of sweeps and there's a lot of good series. Yep. It's uh, not not a lot in the middle. Yeah, OKC won today. Tie that up. Did they? Yep. Wow. So tied that up too, huh? Yep. So the Pacers planted their flag firmly on the sweep side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good thing Orlando won game one. Otherwise, the entire yeah. Eastern Conference would be sweeps. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just to what the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables or Semi-Weekly Pacers Podcast. Today is August 24th, 2020. This is episode 469. This show, we're going to discuss game four of the Pacers Heat first round matchup. Joining me is just one of our analysts, but still coast to coast, like butter toast, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. It's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatable? Uh, shout out to Luka Doncic, our new uh, overlord. <laughs> Since uh, TJ Warren, you know, slid back, there was a power vacuum, and Luka Doncic stepped right in, nailing uh, game winners. Yeah, and uh, PG is still chumps, so we got that going for us, Pacers fans. Agreed. Agreed. I, did, I saw something today, I think, that uh, he had to make a change on his Instagram uh, because there were so many uh, nasty comments coming in. He had to, like, filter them to only people he knew, <laughs> which were, like, nice comments, you know, oh, you man. hope. But uh, internet's a, it can be a mean place, yeah, so. we don't need to go there. Well. No. No. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um... All right, man. So we we just watched Game Four. Uh, spoiler alert: the final game of uh, the Pacers mm. season. Uh, Pacers lose this one, eighty-seven, ninety-nine. Uh, there there were some bright spots in the game, but honestly, I felt like this was uh, was more of uh, more of what we've seen. Jimmy Butler was a little banged up, and he really didn't play um, a full game. But you know, they didn't they didn't quite need him. Uh, I was happy the game started off better than the other ones had. You know, they were. Uh, I felt for a minute like I felt like 
McMillan had watched his first Rockets game and was like, "Hey, we should we should shoot like all the threes," <laughs> uh, which happened for a bit, uh, and then it kind of came back to normal. But uh, you know, took a, took a lead out of the first quarter, and, and they looked good. But I mean, really, Miami took control, uh, sort of as they had um in the second quarter and just maintained it you know that kind of coast not coasted but you know kept that for the rest of the game um jason what'd you see today yeah i mean it's never a good sign when uh the announcers are saying well the pacers are doing you know all the things they need to do they're they're limiting uh miami from the three-point line they're not putting them on the free throw line um they're they're passing the ball around, uh, and you're consistently down by five to ten points the entire game. Like, yeah. I just felt. I, I mean, there was a lot of brow um, furrowing and rubbing of temples in the the triplet household. Um, I think it was encapsulated by a play with about three minutes left. Uh, the Pacers had okay. Yeah, the Pacers had cut the lead to. Four or six, I think it was six at this point. Um, uh, Miami calls a timeout, and you know, I was texting you guys. I said, "This is a huge possession. We need to stop here." Uh, and we we got a stop. Actually, we got three separate stops, but we did not secure a rebound. So Miami gets three consecutive offensive rebounds in a single possession uh, that ends up uh, in a. Uh, I think Tyler Hero layup, and uh, yeah, that was basically the game right there in my mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good night from Miles Turner. I thought he yeah fought really hard. Um, Twenty two points, fourteen boards, five blocks. Uh, he was super active, um, but still, you know, was outplayed by Bam Adebayo. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. I thought Oladipo played super hard. I thought he gave mm-hmm. um, a bunch of effort, especially down the stretch when we we're trying to scramble and get back in this thing. Um, and uh, the bench was not much to to speak of in this game. Uh, three points from McDermott off the bench. That's all we we got from our bench. Um, McMillan tightened tightened the rotation. That was a big talking point coming into it. Um, and interestingly played Edmund Sumner a lot more than TJ McConnell. Um, so that second unit really didn't have a, a point guard or, I mean, I I guess Oladipo or Brogdon were probably out on the floor the whole time, but like, yeah, still, I think it's just threw the rhythm off of that second unit and there was no change of pace at some level. Um, which I understand you want to put your best guys out there, but given that our bench unit has been one of the few, you know, bright shining spots in this series, I kind of would have stuck with it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like it's, you know, there four guys on the bench played and, and uh, yeah, it's like six, six, uh, six to 10 minutes or so for, for, for each of them. But yeah, we, we shortened the rotation by one. So yeah, McConnell didn't even see the floor, which I would, you know, mm-hmm. I'm surprised by that. You right. Know? Um, but yeah, I agree on those, you know, Old Depot, I thought had, uh, you know, very aggressive game and, and, and played well. Still, still some of those things were, you know, just, just dribbling 
and just trying too hard and losing losing the ball, and those are frustrating. Yep. Um, and I'm, you know, you, ho- you hope those things are just gonna, you know, get minimized as he reacclimates to the the speed of the NBA game. Uh, I'm hoping so. And T.J. Warren had a you know a good game. Um, you know, I think he he picked a few uh, a few uh, pretty clutch uh, shots. And but there was man, there were some miscommunications uh, that were like kind of embarrassing. Mm-hmm. There was one like mm-hmm. Brogdon threw it to T.J. Warren like as he's turning his head to go do something else or look at something else, and then the ball just like rolls into the backcourt. Uh, yeah, rolls across the timeline. I think TJ uh, thought he was throwing it to somebody behind him or something like that. Yeah, and it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously disappointing. Getting swept is never a good thing you want on your resume, and you know now it's official. We've been swept out of the first round of the playoffs three of the last four years. Um, you know, silver linings, I guess, to pull away from this is that you know the Pacers did not have Sabonis the entire series um Oladipo is sort of not Oladipo yet uh and you know this is sort of the first year with this unit you know with Brogdon and Warren playing big minutes for this team mm. this is Warren's first playoff experience um you know so you get out of this some level of at least we're getting to the playoffs and getting playoff minutes for these guys. And, you know, hopefully next year we come to the table, most of these guys are coming back, and we can, you know, hit the playoffs with the full roster with our best player, right? Like, our our best two players plus the supporting cast, and I think we'll be much more competitive, for sure. Yeah. No, I agree with all those things, because, you know, some of these guys... Like you said, you're right. T.J. Warren, he had never you know seen the playoffs before, and it's also it's you know, uh, you know they, they did what we we got what we we could with the bubble playoffs, but it's going to be different. But it's you know, I'm sure it looked to me. I, I will say this: I, I, everything looks to me like on the court, everything looks pretty much like playoff basketball to me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, outside of that, it doesn't. You know, there's there's not the the crazy fans, but. Uh, um, you know, the atmosphere is a little bit different, but on the court, I mean, it looks looks pretty good to me. So, mm-hmm. no, no no real complaints there. So, it's good to get those guys and some of the the bench guys too. Like those guys, um, you know, any playoff minutes they can get, meaning you know, meaningful time is uh, is is excellent for their for their uh, future. Um, right, and this I guess this is the first year Sabonis was was the starter, right? Like he. Mm-hmm. The, the previous year, you know, yep. you know, we we we've been advocating heavily for him to come off, to come into the starting lineup. But, uh, um, I mean, I guess with this new core of guys, um, you know, there will be a, a lot of continuity going into next season. You know, at the coaching spot too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So at least it's a known quantity. There's a lot of known quantities, um, and then some of them, you know, some are some are. Uh, uh, like Oladipo's recovery, you're hoping is stays on track, and that's right. And he gets to where he should be, or where, where we hope he can get to. And because it made a big difference today, you know, having you know, I felt like Absolutely. you know, when when you know T.J. Warren, you know, earlier in the series, you know, he's had good games for the, you know, every game in the series was was good, um, but you know, 
Oladipo could take over for stretches of time or a couple possessions, and he um, and he can do things that are unguardable. Um, where when your offense isn't flowing, like I think T.J. Warren was, his, he's at his best when the offense is is functioning correctly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he'll get open and take a quick, you know, catch shoot, and you know, there's a quick three. But uh, he has a harder time when he's got to manufacture everything on his own. And I think Old Depot is more adept at that. Uh, just naturally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I think he did it some today, and it was it was nice to see um, to sort of like break out of some of those uh, uh, ruts that we got we got into, particularly offensively, and particularly defensively. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's tough. You know, it's it's hard to win in the NBA these days if you don't put a hundred points on the board, and you yeah. know, eighty seven's not going to get her done. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, we t- we talked about it extensively <laughs> on Sunday, yeah. just yesterday, yeah. So um, the thing that we need to do in the off season is figure out how, how to use all these pieces together in the right way, right? And um, I would love to see us bring in some sort of at least consultant, if not assistant coach, that sort of is like in charge of the offense and go from there. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that would, I'd, that would help tremendously because uh, you see these other teams out there and, and granted Miami is one of the better defensive teams in the league. Like the way that they play defense is, is incredible. Um, but you see some of the way these other teams are playing on the offensive end out there and it's really creative offense and it's sort of constant and uh, attacking. And so it's something that can be done. And we certainly have the horses <laughs> to do it. So, um, you know, it, it's been a um, a theme the last few offenses, off seasons is that we need to play faster. We want to play faster. We want to play faster. Um, and I suppose we're a smidge faster this year. So if we keep that trend going, then maybe we'll... We're not keeping up with inflation of the league, but at least we'll, right. like... Uh, better ourselves and if we can stay solid defensively which you know is has always been the calling card of the pacers and of uh specifically nate mcmillan teams i mean that's a recipe for success you know um just want to get out of the first round one of these years be great you know we got i think we got spoiled uh uh some years ago because you know it was it was you know i i don't know pretty good feeling for a couple of years in a row that it's like, we'll definitely get to the Eastern conference finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we'll see what happens there. Uh, and you know, a lot of times that's what happened. Um, but yeah, now I get swept in the first round of the playoffs. Doesn't, it doesn't feel good. No. Uh, nope. And especially after like a pretty successful season, you know, especially considering, you know, it, especially considering, you know, the stuff that the team has dealt with, Injury wise, um, you know, end up fourth seed in the playoffs is, uh, you know, no easy feat. And then, and then you just get slapped around like that is, uh, you know, yep. it, it doesn't feel good. Well, and, and poor Sabonis flew down to the bubble and I uh, just got to fly right Not, back. So, yeah, yeah, that's no good. But maybe he can, uh, ask Lou Williams for some uh, restaurant recommendations. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe we can go hang out with all the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and see, you know, what they're yeah. up to. They're also 
their schedule is wide open, as well as the Brooklyn Nets, who have officially been <laughs> swept out of the playoffs now. So, good job, Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even go down there, did he? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I think yeah, I think they said if you couldn't play, then you weren't going to go to the bubble because it didn't make sense, right? All right. Well, um, you know, yeah. There's not much else. It is to what say, it is, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So I guess our, you know, we haven't really formally announced our plans, but I think you know we definitely will do, uh, well, at least plan to to have a regular show, uh, regular schedule throughout the playoffs, and then uh, I don't even think that the NBA has not even said when the next season starts, right? Like, no. no so, I've heard uh, things ranging from like late December to march or something like that so i think they have no idea okay yeah okay well anyway we'll we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll keep doing this for the most part so oh yeah well there's still great playoff basketball to be oh absolutely watched, so we will Boy, that's, yeah. continue doing podcasts and you know we got to do our um season ending undebeat awards pacer specific mm-hmm. undebeat awards you know who's going to get the coveted uh he gone trophy and whatnot. So it's not going to be Nate. Can I put it? I don't think so. No, 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 no. My early money's on uh, TJ Leaf. Mm. I think he's not under contract. Or no, no, he is. I think he's got one more year. I think. I, th- uh, I think that's right. I think they did a uh, uh, team option on his third year. I think so. When he sh- that one. Time he had a bright, you know, he shined in his minutes. Uh, speaking of, shout out to uh, Brett Brown, who's now uh, unemployed. So, yep, Sixers are in the coaching hunt. So you're saying the Sixers got swept out of the playoffs and then they fired their coach? That is what happened. Interesting. Yep. Okay. All right. I didn't realize you could do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he gone. That'll be interesting to see who who, who uh, they pick up, but uh, they I feel like they have uh, some something tumultuous. I I, I think uh, uh, Thibodeau would have been fun to see with that crew, <laughs> but he's he's already he's already spoken for. Yeah, that would not go well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well I think that's uh, should wrap it up for this show. It was a fun season, you know. It was. Crazy as all get out, uh, but you know I hope we I hope we never see a season like this again. Yeah, right. Um, but I am I'm I'm actually really impressed with the job the NBA has done to get things back in action as as close to as normal as, as can be. You know they still had you know knock on wood uh, no no uh, positive tests in the bubble. Um, it, it seems like everyone's taking this very seriously and and um, it's phenomenal. You know I, I'm concerned about other sports who are trying to do things differently um i didn't realize you know i saw that a lot of the college football is just trying to reschedule to spring but some of it's just straight up just going for it mm-hmm. uh in the fall particularly in the like the south and the southeast they're they're just uh cruising and and uh i mean good luck to you uh i hope it works out but uh i don't know man it's a college campus with with lots of people. 
Yep, and I mean, most of these colleges are, even the ones that are started out doing hybrid or full in-class or whatever, have quickly moved to uh, virtual learning, so... I mean, in that sense, you know, if this if the athletes are just on the only people on campus and they're kind of in a bubble, right. in that sense, then maybe it's okay. But yeah, yeah, the proof will be in the pudding, I guess. Right? Yep. As they say. Yep. 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 So. Well, everyone, stay safe out there. Um, if you've got a bubble, I say stay in there. <laughs> but uh, if you don't, do your best. That's bubbleitics. For you. <laughs> the Bible Linux 101. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be back with you uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Until then, you can hit us up on social media. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. We're on the we- uh, our website, TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. You can just, uh, email us. Shout out at TheUndebeatables. And for our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Slick Leonard, it's it's really true this time for the season for the Pacers. Turn out the lights. Party's over. It's kind of a crappy party towards the end, so yeah. I was thinking. Well, I was thinking. I don't know if this if they can do this, but like you had a bunch of teams get like eliminated around the same time. Those guys could just have a pretty rocking party, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they have to leave. I think I saw something they'll leave the the within a couple hours. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah, I think people were saying like they had to have their like bags packed or something like that. At least for the people yeah. at the end of the uh, the seeding games or whatever. Oh, like okay. if you were eliminated, yeah, yeah. you had to be like packed and ready right. to go, like right, whatever. So, yeah, yep. Well, at least everybody gets to go home, see their family. Yeah, no, that's true. Get back into a different quarantine bubble. <laughs> Just will be good. Move between bubbles. Yep. Yeah. You think? Uh, you think? Uh, or, uh, Oladipo's getting the inside, the behind the behind the scenes looks at the Goofy movie. I hope so. He was wearing Goofy shoes one day, wasn't he? I don't know. I think he was. Um, I hope so. Yeah, I hope he got to like. Maybe, maybe he even got to put on the Goofy costume. You know. Oh man. Or if uh, actually if, these like, days goof- they would, they probably wouldn't let him do that. Yeah, that's too. No, that's true. Cross contamination. But if Goofy, if Goofy did like your room service, you know, with a mask, like that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be dope for sure. For sure. <laughs>